אוקיי, ready in 5, 4, 3, 2. וווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווו
Yep. Listen, the Americans are the only ones who think that the oh women are fifty is a bad thing. Bitch, in France you are a sex symbol. Right. And you look great. Yes. So Thank F the you. world, man. Fifty is something to celebrate. Oh. Yeah, I'm super excited about That's it. That's right. Oh, <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be dressing like Cardi B anytime soon, well, but I hope so. I wish you were that mom that shows up inappropriately dressed. Where my thong's at. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I love it. So you got a trainer. You know, yeah. I agree with doing that because those people spend all their time looking hot and they know how to do it. You and I don't have the kind of time to research how I'm, how am I going to do it? Um, yeah, or just even eating well, which is why I, I plugged Jenny Craig on this show. At least you have the meals in the freezer ready to go because eating is so much of it, don't you think? It is at this age especially. You know, I used to be able to eat a salad for two days, like for lunch, and drop, drop five pounds. Right. Now, I can't, I can't do that. So he has me eating just lean protein and really dark green vegetables, and uh, it is a complete snooze fest. I'm getting really uh, tired of it. I can have almonds and... That sounds like fun. Uh, can you dip them in chocolate? Uh, no, <laughs> no chocolate. But he can keeps you, saying once I get to my goal weight, I will have built enough muscle that I'll actually burn more calories. Cool. So I'm just waiting on that goal weight. He hadn't told me uh, what that is yet. He hasn't told you your goal weight? No, I think he wants to see what my body does. Like, you know, a number is a number. So 150 pounds on me doesn't look the same on you. We have different of frame. Different build, different height. So I don't think he works like that. I think he goes, let's see how you look when we get around this That's number. That's true. That's true. And then we'll see. Because I got real thin before I shot my first special. Yeah. And looking back, I was like, wow, that looked really good. And it's consider it's a high number for me yeah. compared to my younger self. Like I wouldn't right. be a desirable number, but now I'm like, that was a good number. Well, same. Fine. Yeah. When I met Bert, I was like 108 pounds right, or something. Right. Forget it. I would Can't look it. like I would have an eating disorder. If I was 108 right. pounds. My hips have spread like four times that, as wide. That too. Uh, yeah. Having children yeah. completely changes your body Everything. structure. Yeah. So how does that work with you know? Like I gotta hire a trainer because I'm doing it on my own right now, and mm -hmm. I think you're. I think you're right. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't yeah. know. I think I do, but I don't. I don't really know. I thought I knew. And you know, <laughs> I, I was going on these online portals that I thought they knew what I was doing. Yeah. But what my trainer you said thought is, they knew what you were I doing. Did. I thought they, they knew what They're I was doing. They're watching you. Totally. But he, he explains it like this. He was like, every single body is different. You can't use yeah. an online, unless you have a one-on-one -on -one in Pilates or a one-on-one -on -one yes. in whatever you're doing. Yeah. You, you don't get the benefit for your personal body because of your metabolism is different. Your build is different. Your strengths are in different places in your body. So That's you really true. have to have someone who knows what they're doing with you specifically. And I think he's right. He's right. Because the one time I, when I trained for my first special was with an instructor, probably mm -hmm. my Pilates instructor. Mm -hmm. And she would be like, what are you eating? What's going on? Yeah. And what's that injury? Oh, your knee hurts? Well, we're not going to do this today. Right. We're going to work around that injury and blah, blah, blah. And she'd build up certain parts of my core. Yeah. So that in my second pregnancy, it was way easier to carry right. a child. And da, 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 da. Yeah, man, I got to do that it's again. Smart, it's not. I got to do that. I'm glad. But you know what? what? I will say I'm proud of you because it sounds like you've invested in your time. Because I know last time we were here, we were discussing... <laughs> And how's the housekeeper? Everybody's wondering. Oh, my God. In anticipation of coming here, I was talking to Isla, who's 13. Well, hold on. First, let's back it up. Last time Leanne was here, she has a housekeeper that she's not thrilled with. And no. she was considering firing. Yeah. So let's. Oh, sorry. So you were. Have I fired her? No. 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 Of course not. Of course not. So I'm getting in the car today. Okay. 
I'm getting in the car to drop Isla off I at school. I love you so much. You have no idea. I was 13. And she, for the record, has no idea what I'm talking about. So yeah. clearly I'm talking to myself to hear myself talk. But I go, you know, I think I have this problem with mediocrity in certain places. I think I allow myself to accept mediocrity where I would never give mediocrity in those places. Mm. One of them is my housekeeper. One of them is... Uh, this guy comes to our house and washes our cars and he is always late. Mm. He always reschedules. And he, he's, he's like this young kid who's trying to be an entrepreneur and I was trying to help him get his business started, but he fucking sucks. Mm. And he's not even a good car washer. So, and my gardener, same thing. I'm like, they're all mediocre at best. Mm. And for some reason I feel bad. So I accept that. So I'd said to her today, I think I need to look at it from no longer accepting mediocrity in my life in general. I like that. And maybe that will help me actually <laughs> fire her. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't seem to do it otherwise. Well, how about we find a replacement first? Yeah, I have to do that. And then we'll and then we'll talk. So, so uh, yeah, let's let's look for a replacement. Yes. Wow, I just I just fired my pool guy. He's, Did you? Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. Oh, my pool guy's amazing. And oh. so I go, I need to I need to do everybody like that. Yeah. Shows up on time, does a great job, yeah. tells me what's going on, bills me on time. Yeah. He's great. Because I'm telling you, uh, we don't have a rotten egg in this bunch. In our studio, at Studio right. Jeans, right. everybody we work with, these guys in the booth, we have an intern, um, everybody is top notch. Right. Because I, I don't know why. We got lucky in some regard. On the other hand, we would shit can them quickly you require it get out of here yeah if you're a loser and a, a, yeah. a, 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 and a slacker and a slacker <laughs> and trash hey, just trash how about, how about that so <laughs> i'm so glad you're here i have so many issues i want to discuss with you you're a varsity mom you have two children 13 and 15 god damn oh. so you're in a totally different realm of parenting than i, I am what are you dealing with right now driving they're learning to drive. Georgia's learning to drive. I hate it. Uh, that is, it's a bit. It's it. It takes the patience of a t having a toddler. It's the same yeah, patience where good you go, life girl. I just have to explain what's happening, and then let it go. And if we have an accident, you know, we're going to slow speed. So hopefully, we won't have an accident. This is how we learn. It's really scary. That and um, you know, both my kids, thirteen and fifteen have friends that are dealing with like real depression issues and like self-harm stuff i'm an expert on that I'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> let's yeah so. yeah no i'm an expert i was a self-harmer i was a cutter Were you really? i was depressed i was goth i was suicidal i'm i am you suicidal oh i listen i am your worst nightmare in terms of the kid you didn't want your friends to be your, the no, person that's you don't not want your kids to be friends I'm, with. I'm not approaching it like you shouldn't be friends with them. Oh, that's I not would. How I feel. No, I I'm not. Would. You would? Why? Because I know what I was like. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like mm. that kid needs the friend. The kid needs a good friend. The parent that is aware and supporting the, the friend. Mm. Like if I, if I know Georgia's friend is doing that, then I can be a good mom to Georgia so that Georgia doesn't fall into any darkness. Or that's a good point. Go on a bad path. So it's not fair to leave that kid. Like I feel mm. like... You're a, if you say, no, you can't hang out with them, then you're reinforcing what that kid that's in the dark place yes. is feeling. Yes, I would treat the, the depressed kid like the coronavirus. <laughs> really? And quarantine. Yeah, I'll tell really? you why. Here, why. Here's why. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. And this is not PC. This is not good. Okay, no, I don't this care. Is, I'll tell you. Uh, because, okay, 
at least in my world. Not, I don't know. This is just my story. And yeah. so maybe, I don't know. Let's, let's go through it together. Maybe I'll change my mind as we go through this together. But so my parents were, my mother was mentally ill. My dad's an alcoholic. Yeah. I was an only child. So yeah. it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Nobody mirrored me. It was a fucking nightmare. So by the time I'm 14, I lose my mind because mm-hmm. I realize I wake up and I go, wait a minute, I'm the only normal and I am in the upside down. Something's mm-hmm. wrong here, mm-hmm. but you don't know that because you're a child and you think it's you that's yeah. messed up so i start to hate myself i go into self-loathing deep depression by 14 oh i start uh, cutting myself at around 13 14 with a razor that i found in my dad's um bathroom and then i shaved my head i had a mohawk i was listening to the cure in the dark i was i failed out of school and i tried to commit suicide in the school bathroom when i was 14. oh my god horrible and it's at that point that I, my parents were at a loss. They didn't know what to do. And they sent me to a nice school. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that saved my life. The structure, the the nice kids around me, mm-hmm. yes, helped lift me. Because it wasn't me. It was my parents. Right. I wasn't an inherently messed up kid. I was right. in a bad situation. Right, right. Okay. So we know that. The point being, who introduced me to cutting myself? Because I was susceptible to that depression. A friend. Oh. A crappy friend, uh, not a crappy, she was actually really same, she had a similar home life situation. Now, I'm not saying George is the same because she doesn't have the same home life situation that I did and that that girl did who introduced me. Mm-hmm. I never thought, hey, I can cut myself. This girl I was friends with goes, hey, have you ever done this? Mm. And showed me and I was like, that's crazy. Can I try it? You know, and it was like, yeah. have you ever smoked weed? No. Can I try it? Yeah. Have you ever drank? No. Can I try it? And so... She was my gateway. It mm. was like I was looking for an outlet and she was the perfect one to teach me all these crazy destructive mm. behaviors. So that's all I'm saying. If somebody's susceptible, then that's not the ideal friend. Now, if you're a girl, it seems normal. You guys are sweet. You pay attention. You're not. Then, hey, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe. Oh, you cracked a knuckle. Sorry. What's going on? You tensing up? Tell me, no, tell no, me, tell no, me. No, no. Let's talk through it. Let's no, go. no, nothing, nothing. Just cracked a knuckle. You didn't feel nervous? Is this making you nervous? No, it doesn't make me nervous. It makes me, it's It's just confusing. It's one yeah. of those things where you go, what, well, what do you do? You know, one of the kids is in our close circle of that we've known since that little kid was little. Oh, you know? so she's grown up with you guys. Yeah. And what's going on? What's the behavior? That you... uh, I think there's a lot of um, oppressive parenting happening and mm. a lot of, you know. Too strict? Too strict and too too high expectations, not enough freedom. Oh. So uh, not enough like age-appropriate freedom. You know, like the kid can walk home from school. Come on. Uh, we live a half a mile from school. There's and we live in the safest neighborhood ever. Let yeah. the fucking kid walk it's up. It's Mayberry. School. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of like nope. Are they Persian? No, they're white. Oh, okay. Because I grew up with Persian girls, and they had very strict parents, and they all had butt sex. Oh, um, what? Because yeah, then they'd school. still be a virgin? Yeah. That's just not true. It's not true. And I taught them how to smoke. They were older than me, and I hung out with Persian oh. girls. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, uh, so so this girl. Cool, <laughs> but so what you're saying is, it sounds like this girl comes from a good family and mm-hmm. maybe just an overbearing. Because I was well, wondering, is it cultural? Meaning the overbearingness? Are there Americans and they're like this? This is also probably not PC either. Sure, let's do it. But you know, they're Jews. Suff- 
Well, they are uh, Jews. Well, oh my God, that's your uh, fault in the dog. So no, maybe he can speak to it. They are Jewish. Okay. We have two different families that have this issue kind of happening. Both families just happen to be Jewish. Uh, I, I, uh, you're saying you hate Jewish I, people completely. No, and you don't like them. No, clearly they are my close, close friends. You should put stars on their doorways. Something's different. Yes. Yeah. The horns are maybe the horns, them. the money, I don't the know. guild. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is they're 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 a little more culturally. And my uh, Nadav, maybe you can speak to this. He's a Jew. Yeah, okay, what do you up? say? Is it is it a cultural thing? Are they more overbearing? Um, I mean, some of them, you know, the the Jewish mother stuff. Uh-huh. You know? A lot of guilt coming from the mother, the setting expectations. Now, you know, the I, I feel like the daughters kind of turn into their mothers. Mm. So I feel like whatever the mother is, is you're gonna see that in the kid. The neurotic. But I'm saying, is there more of a? Are you talking about like an academic drive, Leanne? Or it's like I think it's just a, everything. Academic behavior. You know. Teenagers act like assholes 90% of the time. It's their job. It's their job. Yeah. And so the the inability to just be an asshole mm. is, what's, is what's happening. Like sometimes you have to know when to parent a teenager and when to just go, all right, this is just, you're just being a fucking teenager. Your toddler. It's their second toddler. Yes, yeah. it is their second. That's exactly what's going on developmentally in their brain is they are, they are um, pruning neurons at rocket speed and they're out of balance they you know there's something in life called equilibrium disequilibrium and you that's part of your brain development as you go into equilibrium and then you go into disequilibrium this is one of the most intense stages of disequilibrium as teenager so you're going to have a hard time controlling your temper staying on task um, expressing your emotions effectively. Well, their brains aren't even developed, so they're just, it makes sense. They're just going at such a high rate of yeah. speed that your expectations have to kind of adjust and say, you know what, the room's going to be a mess. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to close the door. Yeah. Just don't bring your shit out in the hallway, okay? <laughs> just close the door. Right. And when Nana comes over yeah, <gasps> once every three months, you got to clean it, Yeah, you know? And you just adjust yourself and go, well, then your room doesn't need to be like a show palace right. in this in this stage of your life, what's really more important. Right. That you have a place that you can really call your own. That kind of stuff is not happening in those households. Like there's no uh. place where that kid can walk home from school um, screw up a homework assignment, have a messy room, right. not put their toothbrush back in the holder. Like it's just like this. So perfectionism, and that's going to be its own, um, that can be its own thing. I think it, the, at the end of depressing. the day, it makes the kid feel like I can't do anything right. Yeah. Like, and I have nowhere to go, yeah. you know, no safe place. And so they, they, from what I understand about cutting is it's anxiety or yeah, or depression or it's a anger. release valve. It's a release, right? It's the only way you feel anything. Right. If, is this girl cutting? Yeah. Oh boy. So this is a red flag behavior, and it, 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 if you're at that point, it, it means that you're so numb and mm. you're so lost that you don't think you can be. It, it, it's a behavior. When I when I was doing it, it's because I was so numb and mm. lost, and it was it was like a release valve. It's the one way I could feel. And it's harmful because it leads to other cutting and potentially it's the beginning of a, a dangerous slope. Right. Um, I would, if I'm telling you, I, I, I would tell the parents, man, and get her into therapy. Uh, the parents know. And? And uh, she's in therapy. But, good. But, you know, therapists are like podiatrists. Some are good. Yeah. Some are not. So this one's not a goodie? I don't think so. I don't think that from what they're telling me, the advice, I, I think, yeah, I don't think so. Is she in sports or any type of extracurricular? Oh, shit, mm -hmm. man, an actor.
actor. That's why she's all sensitive. Actor. Fuck. He's an actor. Oh, no. They're the worst. <laughs> Comedians look Shoot. down on actors. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, so she's a creative. She's sensitive. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. Yes. Now you got the perfect storm for a girl to develop. Is she into eating disorder yet? Are we there? Any kind I don't of think so. controlling behavior? I don't think so with that, but I don't know. Mm. Well, yeah, as now that you say that, yeah, she's a vegetarian. Okay, so she's already going into eating. So she's controlling. Yep. It's ang- it sounds like anxiety. It does sound like anxiety. Well, that, that kind of a home life would produce anxiety anxiety right yeah. if everything has to be perfect and she's falling short constantly she's going to want to c- control something right um yeah I, you know what i mean i fuck i would more therapy group therapy well the thing is when uh, she comes to our activity. house uh when we're all together as this is the interesting part when we're all together as a group she is very quiet when her parents are there doesn't really say much um doesn't really do much but we went to dinner the other night and took her with us, and she never stopped talking. Yeah. Never stopped talking. Just la, 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 la. So I feel like our house is a safe place, right? Yeah. So I try to get her to come over, and the, the parameters at home don't allow her to come over as much as we invite. But I keep feeling like if we can just get her over here and get her 30 minutes of like, oh. Yeah, it's true. Thank God. I can say whatever, do whatever, eat whatever's in their pantry. Nobody oh says my, anything to me. That's so funny because the thing that saved my life was having my friend Shauna's house mm-hmm. and Jenny's house. Mm-hmm. And I could go there and their mom had food in the fridge. And yeah. it was like tuna casserole. What's that? Yeah. And, you know, pudding. You guys have a, like American food? Yeah. And staying the night at these houses uh-huh. was saving my life because yeah. I knew I did, I just had to wait five years and I could get the heck out of where I was. Mm-hmm. And those little moments of normalcy might be, yeah, so yeah, maybe you're right. Is and I would say don't as long as your daughter doesn't show any proclivity towards those same behaviors and right. this girl isn't gonna drag her into eating disorder weird stuff. Right. Then yeah, man, have her over and try to lift her little soul. That's the yeah. I feel that way too. I had a family that was the same for me when I was living with my mom right? across the street that I Remember opening their pantry door because my mom was macrobiotic. Oh, God. So I opened the pantry door and it was like angels sang. Yeah. There were Doritos. Oh. You know, and those little, <laughs> I love those little crackers with the cheese well that oh. you spread with a red stick. Yeah. It's just like yeah, nothing so nutritional. Good. I don't even think it's actual food. Do they have those anymore? I know you're talking about the red stick. Yeah, it yeah. was like heaven. It was the it best. Was I would suck that red yeah. stick, man. There was no cheese left. <laughs> lick the inside because I'm like, I got to go back to macrobiotic. Come mom. on, look that up, man. Do you know what we're talking about? about it millennials do yeah you guys yeah know? yeah oh, we had that shit too grandma. there is so dope nothing nutritional in that thing nah but it was so oh, good so uh, even right now you saying that it brings a feeling yeah. of such comfort <laughs> like oh, home yeah it feels it. like but not that's my it. home somebody else's home yes you want no, a nice not my home. <laughs> definitely not my home but that family actually i was with oh. them seventh and eighth grade that's the best. Oh. Oh, I would die for those. Me too. I could eat 10 of them right now. I would right so, now too, especially since good. I've only eaten grains and lean protein. for. <laughs> How long have you been on this diet? Since the week after Christmas. Get the fuck out of here. Have you splurged? Have you broken down? Yeah, I have. What have you done? Totally. Um, Pizza? No, not really. I've been like, it's been more like event related. Like Oscar yeah. night, I ate. Uh, Chinese New Year, I ate. Because our closest friends are Chinese and Vietnamese. So we always yeah. celebrate. Yeah, this, Totally. <laughs> Sorry. Just qualifying that I'm not racist. Um, 
Yeah, okay, so whatever. so like stuff like that. Chinese New Year, um, yeah, Oscar night. Um, there's been like three or four days where I've been like whatever. And the other night, the girls and I went to the movies and had dinner before, and I ate like perfectly all day, and then I shared dessert with them. Because I'm not going to not do but something. You, no, that's the thing, too, is you got to fucking live. You got to live. You got to live. You got to have a little bit of normalcy. And you can go off the rails like one day a week on these kind totally. of diets, I think, and still yeah. be okay. It's yeah. not going to mess up the whole thing. No. Do you have student loans? Refinancing them with earnest could save you money and lower your monthly payment. And it only takes two minutes to check your rate online. If you're still paying the same rate you were when you graduated, odds are you could reduce your monthly payment and save big. Even if you've refinanced before with today's low rate environment, most people can save by refinancing again. Earnest is the way to refinance your student loans, saving you time and money. Checking your new rate is fast and easy to start. You just complete a few questions online. It only takes two minutes, two minutes, and you'll get a personalized rate estimate all without affecting your credit score. And if you qualify, Earnest offers customizable loan terms and no fees. And here's the best part. You can combine your private and your federal loans. Hello. Imagine having just one single monthly payment uh, with a super low rate. It is worth looking into. So start saving today. My listeners get a $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan at earnest.com slash WMMA. That's $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan at earnest.com slash WMMA. Go to earnest.com slash WMMA today. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, you know what I love? Natural looking foundation. There's nothing worse uh, when your foundation cakes and gets in the cracks of your wrinkles. I hate it, but that is why I love Luminous. Have you seen those fancy makeup artists? They use uh, airbrush. Pshh and they airbrush the makeup on you, that's what Luminous is. And now you can have it at home and have your makeup look like it's professionally done, but not, it doesn't look like you're wearing a ton of makeup, which is why I love Luminous. The reason uh, they can make this foundation look not blotchy and not fake and cakey is because they use a four-in-one formula. Listen to what this is. It combines your moisturizer, your anti-aging serum, your concealer, and your foundation for flawless, younger-looking coverage. It's easy to use. I know you're like, I don't know how to use the gun. It's it's If I can figure it out, you can figure it out. It's so easy, and it's actually really fun. Um, and it uses 10 times less makeup. That's pretty good, too. So you're spending less money on your foundation, which is fantastic. It's easy to use. I like how uh, my skin looks and feels. It doesn't look gross and it doesn't settle and get um blotchy gross so try it out yourself you have to try it ladies i'm telling you it's the best luminous air has a limited time offer for you right now go to trysilk.com slash wmma to get 60 percent off your luminous silk four-in-one airbrush system that's trysilk.com slash wmma Get smoother, fuller, and more natural-looking foundation coverage. Visit trysilk.com slash WMMA today. So, okay, so you've got depression friend, uh, self-harming friend. I mean, I, I'm i glad that the parents are involved. My parents didn't know until it was really late, and right. I'm not sure what they would have done had they found out sooner. Right. I'm not sure it would have been good for me, so I'm glad they didn't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but... um. 
Um, okay. So what else is it like having a teenager? So what was the first one you said though? The driving. Driving. Uh, do you have anxiety about her being, I mean, it's not even her driving. It's other, I mean, you see these maniacs. Yes. I got sideswiped <sighs> the other day, just Ugh. driving down the freaking highway. And this person just bumped into me That's in my terrifying. big old truck. I mean, I'm in a navigator. You can't really miss me. Yeah. And he just totally bumped <gasps> me and then kept going and zigzagged through traffic. Oh. Didn't hurt my car, didn't cause any accident, but I thought, Thank oh God. my God, if that happened to Georgia, yeah. I don't know. You know, I started, I did a good thing with her. When she got her permit and was able to drive, we sat in the front seat of the car and I went, let me tell you something right now. I know that you use the two words, I know, incessantly in life, but in this car, you don't know anything. Yeah. I've been driving 30 something years and you have never been driving. So I don't want to hear I know out of your mouth for anything. I know. I want you to do exactly <laughs> what I tell you. How about, that? Yeah. how about that? Well, because it's also, there's so many variables. It's really out of your control. When yes. you're, there's Most of it is uh, out of your, sorry, I'm just making sure my kids are okay. No problem. Um, it's out of your control. It's defensive driving. Yes. As Mr. Consolo would say, my <laughs> driving teacher, he was a phys ed teacher who was our teaching instructor at uh, my high school. And yeah, and he would say, the best advice he ever gave to us, he was like, first of all, so inappropriate. He'd be like, these, <laughs> these bicyclists and their faggy shorts. <laughs> and we, my friend Sean and I were in the class. We were like, this guy's the best. That's uh, so funny. Yeah, and he's like, if you hit one of these homos on their bikes. <laughs> <sighs> It You're in your big fault. trouble. Yeah, don't hit, don't hit these faggy guys on the bikes. And he goes, number two, if you do see an accident on the side of the road, <laughs> keep driving. <laughs> do not pull over and be a good Samaritan and help somebody out of a twisted car. You will get sued. They uh, will find a way to make you liable if you hurt them. And I was like, wow. He's like, dial 911, but do not help somebody. Wow. Yeah, that was LA driving school. But um, so it is scary. It's scary to think of your children out in the world. Just it is. Out in the freaking world, man. It is. You know, it's already scary enough to think about what they're doing, like on social media that you don't know Get about. Get out of here. And to think, you know, there's a lot of trust involved in parenting a teenager that I guess in some ways is better than it was when we were kids, but in some ways it's, it's worse. Yeah. Like the social media part is worse because it's so instant. You know, if you post something that's, sexual or racist or or mean it's instant and you can't take yeah. it back whereas when we were kids Ooh, you pass a note yeah you know <laughs> here's your note here's your note asshole and if the note yeah. starts passing around you can take it back and rip it up well yeah. you can't do that now no. you know if you take a picture you have to go to have it processed at the photo mat it you, you have a you, we had a buffer there was a time delay in your dumb behavior so you could think about it before oh you did it and their lack of thinking about it can have long-term consequences and it's really hard to get what well, the brain we were discussing earlier to think about stuff the one that's pruning all these neurons they're not thinking about shit oh my god can i just tell you i just remember i was when i was in seventh grade i was obsessed with this boy <laughs> and i'm so like i Oh my god i'm so embarrassed even to sing that i wrote him in a note it was like meet me at the movies oh my god yeah like your secret admirer oh my god i know and i was like i was like sixth grade and uh but i didn't give it to him thank god thank 
God. Because yeah. it was, even now, I'm like, I'm so deeply embarrassed. Just even, oh my God. Is it cringy? Yeah, I'm uh -huh. so embarrassed. But yeah, that time delay is so necessary. And the kids just don't even, can't there freaking be a way that you can take back texts? Like, I don't know. Why haven't they developed that where there's like a time delay of like a day delay? There should be an app for teenagers. It's like you can only send this 24 hours from now. You have to double okay the thing. That's not a bad plan. I know someone developed that app. Yeah, right? That's a good plan to have it ha have a pause. Can't that be the thing on the next Apple phone? That'd be awesome for teenagers because yeah. I think they just don't think about it. No. And then and then they how could they? Most of the time, they don't have enough experience in life to understand what the consequence even would be, what the possibility of the consequence. Ugh. You know, they're not thinking about, I'm looking for a job and someone sees a naked picture of me because I texted it no, to boys who passed even. it on to pass it on to pass it on. Oh my God, you know? speaking of, do your girls like that movie to all the boys I've loved before? I don't know. On Netflix? I don't think the so. The one with, um, Google that shit, you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah, with Lara Jean. Come on, man. What are you, an adult? You're not watching To All the Boys I've Loved Before? No. This, so this is a big movie on Netflix, and now it's the sequel is out, and she's got two love interests, and one of them is, would you Google the cast of it? You gotta see how cute this boy is, Leanne. You're gonna die. They're so cute, cast. And let me show you the boy. Yeah, okay, click on that. Yeah, that one, that one, that. So the guy on the far right, I mean hilar adorbs yeah he's got a video of himself masturbating oh my god seriously <laughs> yeah. and of course i mean for research purposes i had to look it up duh and he's got the biggest hog does he really oh he's my. plowing the fields with that shit huh god. <laughs> I mean, I feel Wait, like so. So this isn't a, a plot a plot point in the show. No, this guy has a video in real life Mommy, about it. You're gonna die. Yes, and the movie is so squeaky clean. I mean, they barely hold hands in this. You know really? what I mean? Lara Jean's got him as a boyfriend, and like they French, and he touches her boobie, and she's like, "I'm not ready for sex." Like oh it's that God. chaste. It's like seventh heaven sexuality. Yeah, and. I mean, this guy's got a video. Anyway, go ahead and Google, uh, if anybody listening, to all the boys I've loved before, masturbation video. I can't remember the guy's name. Hold on. Would you Google the cast so I can tell the the people listening? Because I know there's someone listening going, oh, okay, Noah Centineo. Centineo, he plays Peter. Peter. He's adorable. Oh, my Christ, the looks on this boy. Did you see Cindy Crawford's son tattooed? No. Google that one. Let's I, go. I am not online. I don't. I'm, oh, I am so I've got old small kids. I'm always at online board. Okay. You're going to die. So Cindy Crawford's son, gorgeous. His name is Presley Gerber. Yeah. Model. Yeah. Look at that face. And literally both her children are paid models at this point. This boy got a tattoo under his eye. Click on that. That says misunderstood. He may not be bright. <laughs> he just might not be super bright. Well, Cindy Crawford's very intelligent. You know, she was yeah. an engineer, yeah. engineering major. She was bright. The husband's not a dummy either. I'm thinking drogas. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking drugs. I mean, look at this guy. Could you have any more of a charm? Well, who's wife? the dude on the right? The tattoo idiot that gave it to him. That's a tattoo artist? I don't know. It well, should be illegal to give people face tattoos. 
When are they going to outlaw this stuff? See, this is another thing kids do when they're young. And then what? When he's 50, he's going to have misunderstood under his eye. I mean, it's the stupidest thing in the world. It's again, the, the, they don't think about the consequence the long term. No. They have, they, I think they think they're going to live hard, die young, yeah. leave a good looking corpse. And I don't know. But now this is the cool thing. Like post, what's his name? Post Malone. Postmates Malone has his stupid face tattoos. And I love Post Malone. I know you do. <laughs> but they, 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 everybody's doing this stuff now. So they think it's cool. I mean, I know he's cool. He's, he's, I know he's a good artist and stuff. And then Amber Rose, have you seen that model? No. She's go Google Amber Rose's face tattoo. You're going to die. This girl is so goddamn good looking too. Amber Rose, look at her. She's stunning. No, that's not the one. The one on her fucking forehead with her children's name on her forehead. Oh. I mean, I get that you love your children. But why? Ay, ay, ay. I don't know. Mental illness. These people are mentally ill. Well, at least she can grow bangs. <laughs> you know? She can put some bangs on that face, and then we're all right. That's true. What uh, about Cindy Crawford's boy? Even when you get it removed, it still leaves. Yeah, you can still see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. That boy's lost. He's lost. I mean, and I don't think they're about they're a bad parents. You know, I think some some kids just have wires crossed, right? I think that's part of it. I think some of it is indulgence, you know, and a lack of of. I think part of it is, yeah, you're right, just wires crossed, mm. and um, it's really scary when you think that way. You know, my our youngest daughter Isla went to this place called um, neuro neuro linguistic institute mm -hmm. because she was having sensory processing stuff that mm -hmm. was quite severe mm -hmm. and so if you get a kid at a certain age you can do some like brain um you know the brain's a muscle that has electricity so you can put those you know the things that stimulate your muscles like in physical therapy you can put that on your brain and it will stimulate growth in your brain and help things like sensory processing it was really effective for her wow that's um, amazing it was amazing it was a commitment it was like three days a week in in um playa vista it was oh my crazy. life but we did it for a year and a half and wow. it totally it brought her sensory processing down by probably 80%. Wow. So she still has about 20% of what she had before, but she couldn't even put her shoes on. It was really bad. Oh, my life. Um, Poor girl. That's but awesome. in that, they, they did like a map of her brain, right? Of This is what's firing hot in her brain. And she has something called a hot singlet. And I guess your singlet is part of your brain, and hers is firing hot. And I was wow. like, that hot singlet is part of what regulates your impulse control. Burt Kreischer, what? <laughs> maybe has a hot singlet also right 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 so, so when they're both standing at the refrigerator foaming at the mouth <laughs> for an, like the fourth coca-cola i go two hot singlets right back to back right but that hot singlet is he said not all people with hot singlets are addicts but all addicts have a hot singlet right all of them so you can you can either foster that genetic stuff or you can do what you're doing and try to try to try temper to it yeah temper it but just know that this is maybe an area that's a challenge yeah, for you. yeah yeah saying no to that second coca-cola <laughs> might be a challenge for isla kreischer she she is yeah so i wonder if if uh mr gerber has a hot singlet he might, or he might just have addiction wiring or a guy well ask dr drew what's going yeah, on there sure. 
Will you make a note of that, Nadav? Like, let's talk to Drew about these facial tattoos and, and what is going on, man. You know, I got a tramp stamp that I'm not too happy about. <laughs> <laughs> talk about poor, that was 20, you know, 20 years old. So yeah, we all do stupid things and yeah. I'm just, I'm so happy it's not on my face. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wonder if they just are reaching for attention and they're not getting enough. Yeah. So they reach farther and farther and farther. Um until it's something absurd. I mean, that's really absurd it's to get. really absurd. Yeah. And even though I'm a big fan of Post Malone, I don't see the necessity of having tattoos on his face to be a good artist. Oh uh, one is not related to the other. Um, but, you know. Hey, that's what know. he likes. Yeah. And the thing is, too, like I've seen older people now walking around with the sleeves yeah. and the neck. And, you're, and like, if you're not Rob Zombie. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> or if you're not on a Harley. <laughs> right, right. You know. <laughs> It doesn't. It's really rough. Like yeah. you're either, you know, it's cool at a certain age and then get the fuck out of here. Anyway. Bert wants to tattoo the state of Florida on his face. Are you serious? Yes. And Are you I serious? Keep saying that will not be happening. That's crazy. That is the dumbest tattoo. Why would you want to be known that you're from Florida? I know. Who Wouldn't you hide that you're from Florida? <laughs> I mean, every headline is Florida man I does know. something really ridiculous. Florida man does something really stupid. Why would you put that on your face? He's crazy. He's just He's dumb. Why doesn't he get, give him the tattoo somewhere? Right here. No. Dumbest can, thing ever. Can, he, can you talk him into a different location? I don't What's, know. I don't know. Well, he, again, like Mr. Gerber, is probably seeking attention in oh, a large forum. That's not like Bert at all. At all. Attention seeking. I don't know what you're talking about. So let's have a Bert update. What's he been up to? How has he been annoying you? <laughs> um, all spouses do. It's their job. You know, we've had a really intense couple months. He's been really busy. Mm. And I've been having to um, have his back a little bit in the business side of life. So... Lately, I feel like we're business partners, mm. probably since November. It's starting to kind of come back to normal now that he's on the road. But we've been in like high-intensity business mode for a few months now. Wow. So he hasn't really been bothering me. But <laughs> <laughs> but we've also been like working a lot. That's so funny because Tom and I have been business partners for the last decade yeah. and married. And I, I don't know a marriage outside of that dynamic. So that's interesting. I wonder uh, I wonder what that would be like. <laughs> I wonder to that too. work with my husband. Because I've been like... his business partner for at least 10 years also. Yeah. Like when we started, when he started really touring clubs and we started doing merchandise and stuff like that, I started really um, getting into his business business side of yes, his business yes, a lot yes. more kind of have to it's just gotten more and the busier he's gotten the more involved I keep getting pulled into it not even by him but by managers and agents because I actually answer text messages yeah. and emails and he doesn't no the, the so. people do that to me too to get a hold of Tom yeah like can Tom I'm like bitch don't text yeah, him but, why are you texting me dude yeah. he's got a phone yeah. he's ignoring you obviously right so you guys are busy, but is that working relationship, Is it, it sounds like it's kind of great. It, it is sounds great. like you guys are jamming along. Yeah, we, we do. Um, we get along really well. I think sometimes we get along better in business than we do in not business. Sometimes. Right. Like, you know, marriages ebb and flow, and sometimes you're really clicking, and sometimes you're aggravated with each other all the time. I think that's a natural part yes. of being married. So um, 
for whatever reason in the business realm, we almost never have a disagreement. It's That's really great. odd. Yeah, I same th- Tom and I are very eye to eye on. Yeah, I would say the vast majority. That, yeah. yeah, we we share a same similar value system uh-huh. and. That's important. I think that just helps, rather. I think so. It's an understanding of your path and your goals and your branding, not to use that (laughs) stupid name, but everybody uses that name. But, you know, what works for what he's trying to do and what doesn't. And I think we definitely see eye to eye on his business. That's great. Um, It's the parenting piece where we don't always see eye to eye. Yeah. What's the biggest um, disagreement, discrepancy you guys have? You know, he... He's very patriarchal in his thinking, mm. like, and it's a subconscious patriarchy. And he's living with three women who go, what? <laughs> Wait, what is he Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> like he'll he say, the other day he goes, <laughs> we were talking about, I don't even remember what the argument was, but he was upset with the girls for, oh, I remember. They had overscheduled themselves for the weekend. Too many sleepovers, too many parties, too much to do. And now they were all grumpy. Mm. And he didn't want a grumpy house. He mm. wants no grump in his house. Oh. And so he was sat everybody down in the living room. And he was like, let me tell you how this works. <laughs> if I want to go to dinner, we go to dinner. And I went, oh. hold on. Wow. Hold on one second. That is actually not how this house works. And he totally shut down. He Take like, me outside. How about that? <laughs> how about that? Oh, so, so why he shut down, meaning like you put a stop to the tantruming yes. of I want everything. And I tantrum- want everyone to be pleasant. Yeah. yeah. And it stopped him. It No, it just made the tantrum. You know how the kid gives you the silent treatment in the tantrum? It went to that. And I was like, let me explain what's going on here. That's never happened. Yeah. Like you've never come in and go gone, I'm going to dinner and we're all getting in the car. That's not how you've ever behaved. So don't present it like that's the way our house works. It's mm-hmm. not. But his initial like, First thing is, but mine and me and my, 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 mm. you know? And so I always have to stop and redirect and and handle everybody with kid gloves. And I can't just say, you're full of shit in mm. the moment because he's, he's emotional. Too, he's too frothy. Too emotional. As parents, we want to encourage our children to pursue their dreams and provide opportunities that give them the best chance to succeed of course we do right and sometimes that means optimizing their routine making it more flexible more dynamic so they have more time to focus on the things they love that's why there's laurel springs laurel springs is an accredited online private school for students in kindergarten through 12th grade you hear me so what that does is like let's say your kids in school and you think oh they're great readers oh they should be accelerating in this blah 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 blah, blah. go to laurel springs Um, And you can supplement your children's education with their programs because Laurel Springs recognizes that each child is a unique individual with their own personal interests, special talents, and unique learning style. Their flexible learning program offers challenging and diverse elective courses. And Laurel Springs is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges and Advanced Ed, which means their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. Why not? It's a win-win. So try it now. Register your child at laurelsprings.com slash WMMA today and receive a waived registration free. Very nice. That's laurelsprings.com slash WMMA for your waived registration fee. laurelsprings.com slash WMMA. 
A. Very good. Thank you, Laurel Springs. Isn't that interesting? Now, Celine, this brings me to my next point. Which is what? Which is, uh, now, I have a theory, and I'm not sure it's, it's spot on with the reality of the world. Maybe it's just the reality of my own house. Maybe it can't apply to most of my listeners, but I feel like the woman is the center of the home universe. Mom mom not dad mom sets the tone for the whole mood we have to milk our bears to keep dad from killing the young <laughs> for sure for sure uh-huh. it is and and also moms generally hold the psychic load of the children at least in our house let me tell you who knows what uh, asthma medicine the baby's on mom not dad Call dad right now. Ask, hey, dude, what's it? What's it called? When does Julian get this thing? No clue. Yeah. When the scheduling of the children, the scheduling of child care, mm-hmm. mom, mom, yeah. mom, yeah, mom, yeah. mom. The the lunches. Do you think dad's ever fucking thought like, what's what are the kids gonna have for lunch or a meal prep? Mom. And I do feel like that is just the the freaking nature of the beast. And I like the responsibility. I don't. I don't know. I get resentful of it sometimes too, mm. but it is, it's like, it's mom. I know the loveys the babies are sleeping with. You yeah. Know? You're that. the COO. Yeah. You're the chief operating officer. Oh. And the operating officer does every part of the operation, the emotional, the physical, the yeah. mental, the scheduling, all of it. You know, I was watching this episode of the Super Nanny years yeah. ago. Yeah, love Super Nanny. Love I remember Super her. Nanny. I think yeah. she's coming back. But she had was in this family where the husband really felt like the household duties, responsibilities, parenting was balanced. And she got two plates and she had like list of who does what in little like little foam blocks and had them put the blocks on the plate of, you know, here's mom's plate, here's dad's plate. And you put the blocks of who does what on each plate. And mom's plate was so overwhelmingly fuller than dad's that the dad went, wow, I really thought I was doing a lot <laughs> until I Hilarious. saw it in a physical way. Because yeah. you don't, they, I don't think they think about it. They don't, they, they think don't. they're doing a lot. I think you're right. Because I think, because Natasha Legero brought this up on your mom's house when we were recording yesterday with her. And my husband was like shocked at the idea that I agreed with Natasha that women carry more of the load, the psychic load of every of the child care. What do you mean I do stuff? And like, dude, I'm not talking about like changing the baby's diaper every now and then or putting a baby down at night or right. maybe giving them a bottle. I'm talking about the day to dayness of that baby's life. Like, yeah. Mom fucking does all that. And they think my, I think my, if you would ask Tom, you'd be like, yeah, do I, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I need to I do, do the a plate lot. thing. Yeah. yeah, the plate <laughs> thing was for me, I was like that perfectly in visual form describes how I feel. Yeah. I have this mound. My plate is like a mound. Yeah. And his plate is a regular looking plate. There's stuff on the plate. Yeah. Totally stuff on he the does, plate. He does, well, he does a lot of shit that yes. I don't touch. And house. some yeah. dads probably have more stuff on their plate than others right but because wait for the flurry of emails coming in telling me how i'm wrong <laughs> and i'm a dad who does everything save them all right we've been reading them well you know i, don't, I get it you're there, a super dad but there we're are talking some... about those that don't okay yes. so save your fucking email i don't want to hear uh but yes there are those that do yeah but there that's are... not the norm i don't think see that's what i don't know and i don't know what the norm is i don't think I it's don't the norm no i think i know in our group of friends 
most of the dads do more than Bert does, yeah. but Bert's never home. See, that's so it's another hard to get in too. a rhythm right. with someone who's never home. It's Same like, with mine. he doesn't think about softball pickup because he's not there oh. the four days a week for softball pickup. Hilarious. But he does wake up every morning and say, what's our day look like? And how can I help? That's and I'll nice. say, this is what you can help me with. And he'll tell me, a lot of times he'll do, 90% of the time he'll go, got it. But sometimes he'll go, I can't help you with that because of ABC. Right. So it's a negotiation. But that also is, I'm the person who has the information. Right. Right? So he has to go to me to say, what's our day like? Instead of just right. knowing what the day is like. Oh, no, no, no. So then you're carrying that in your brain. I know. And I've tried schedules. I put up like a poster oh, a board. Yeah. Like, totally. hey, baby doctor appointment here. Right. This is the schedule of the here. And like, hey, babe, I'm going to go out for dinner tomorrow night with the so-and-so. I'm like, really? Because we have this here yeah. that I fucking put them up. Like, they don't, he won't look at it. Yeah. You know, like, it's always a thing. Anyway, maybe I just need to have a I put it all on our digital calendar on our iCal and Bert <laughs> keeps unsubscribing. <gasps> <laughs> to our kids' calendars. Uh, so he goes, I just get overwhelmed. There's too many calendars on my calendar. I just need to see my calendar. And I'm like, well, then now you're asking me to tell you everything that's going on. Yeah. And to keep up with your calendar relative to our calendar. And he's like, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's basically what's going to have to happen because I can't keep up with it. Uh, but I think, you know... I think dads do more these days than they did in the past. Oh my God, a hundred percent. For sure. But I mean, a lot of our friends, dads cook dinner. Bert cooks oh, dinner. Never. Bert loves to never. cook. Yeah, Bert's a great cook. He's a great cook. So I just, when he's home, I don't even worry about dinner because he's just going to cook it. And so anything that's I plan, great. he's going to throw it out the window and do what he wants to cook anyway. So yeah. that's a benefit, right? But. I guess we, ba I, look, Tom's not a total wash, all right? I don't want you to make anything, I would but imagine he, he not. does his other stuff. He's good yeah. at other stuff. Yeah, I would imagine he's he not is. a total wash. He's not a total wash. But the, the, but the majority is, I think, does fall on mom. I think so, too. I think it does. And I think we are, uh, you know, biologically inclined. How dare you imply that there's <laughs> anything biological to being a woman? How dare you? Well... Call me on PC, <laughs> but hormones are hormones. Yeah. These are. boobs aren't getting bigger for no reason. It's because of the hormones. So call me crazy. I agree. Hey, man, I think it is a biological thing to our wiring yeah. to be preoccupied with the children. What's up with the baby? Is the baby eating? Is the baby shitting? Is the baby da, 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 da. It, we care more. Yes. It ensures that the species yeah. continues. Yeah. The man has to make sure we eat. We have a roof over our head. A hundred percent. And I think that's biological. Not that women aren't the breadwinners in a lot of homes. Yeah, wait for those emails that's to come completely, in to tell you. That's uh, completely very valid. I know. But I think there's something wired in to our biological makeup that makes you genetically just shift to that focus. I think so too, man. Well, it's because we make them in our bodies. Yeah, exactly. And I fucking birthed these people. A hundred percent, yeah. I have more of a vested interest in their survival and their thriving in a, in a, in a way that is fucking cellular. Like, yeah, it is cellular. I don't yeah. know if it's more of a vested interest, but it's I a don't different know. one. It's, it's, but it's, it's different. It's more of like, he's going to fall into the baby. Like, I'm the one that's like, no, Bert her. was like that. Oh, Bert was good. like, she's going to fall. She's going to hurt herself. We're going to the hospital for sure. So <laughs> I don't know about that, but I think his, his focus for his kids are about male focuses, like being responsible for your, what you say yeah. you do. Um, you know, 
not being a baby when something happens. You know, it's very kind of male focused where mine is more about like be able to, to figure out how you're feeling and how you're mm. feeling may not change the situation, but at least you'll know how you're feeling and you can talk about it. Bert's focus is less that and more like the job has to get done. So you're just going to do it. I know yeah. you hate doing dishes. So do I do the dishes where I go, well, is there something causing you anxiety about doing the dishes? Then right. figure that out and then way. do the dishes. You still have to do the dishes, but at least you'll understand yourself better. Yeah. So it's just, I think male is, he's very male in that way. And it's just different. It is different. We have different responsibilities, different, yeah. different wirings, I guess. Yeah. It's interesting. It is. It, it's all changing and shifting too, because women are in the workforce and this is kind of a new thing yeah. um, in evolution. Our evolution as humans I mean, when did women start working? Like the 70s? Yeah. Dude, that's not that long ago. No. My mom was the first generation of working divorced mother. Right. In the 80s. Mind so I'm, know. yeah, we're like, this is still an, a social experiment. And who knows what it'll look like when our children have children. And God damn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so hard. It's so, it's so many relationships to navigate because you've got the relationship with your husband and then the relationship with, you know, two children, one children, one child is different than the other. So you have a different relationship. You know, it's like constant. It's this constant. Ugh, is this what people do? Just relationships? And <laughs> I don't think this is what most people do. I'll be honest oh, with you. Oh. I think most people just kind of, um, I, or at least this is the way I feel. I feel like there's no way everybody works this hard. Like, it looks like they're not working this hard. Everything looks very effortless. Yeah. So how are how is your life so effortless? And I'm so conscientious about mine. Me too. Which makes it worse. I'm so neurotic, yeah. You know what someone said to me? They read this book. I have this thing about integrity, right? I have to be an integrity. I yeah. say what I do, do what I say. You know what I mean? I have to be an integrity. And she read this thing in this book that said... The people who are focused on integrity have the hardest time in life. Oh, I bet. Because they can't not be an integrity. So the people who aren't focused on that have a much easier time in life because they just don't worry about it. They just yeah. go, oh, I couldn't make it. Sorry. I'm and focused they, on thinness. That's where I want. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be thin. Yeah, no, I, I hear and I know what you're saying because you're, you're trying to live up to an idea like your own yeah. set of ideals that you set up for yourself and yes. you're going to piss off a lot of people you're going to disappoint people sometimes when you live like that that's yes. just the nature of that beast right so but that's your cross to bear and like for me my my whole life is to break the cycle of nonsense that my parents grew up with and that my parents raised me with that's my thing and I'm like I am not going to pass down this nonsense that I grew up with and my kids are not going to have the same bag of bullshit that I had to deal with. And it's a lot of work for me to go to therapy, figure out how I was, you know, raised. Oh, that's not accurate. Oh, that's not what most people did. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, how, how do I feel things? <laughs> yeah. How do I do? Because I was completely raised in the upside down. So I have to yeah. learn to be a person. Yeah. I did in too. In this lifetime. I did it's too. Exhausting, but that's why. And I think that's part of what makes it harder yeah is that you don't it's you're really living. making it up as you go yeah. in a conscious way yeah it's exhausting so it's a lot of brain work yeah to whereas if you had that modeled you know it's just like learning a sport 
Yeah. If you play golf from age five, you don't really think about golf the way someone who's starting to learn golf at 30. Yeah. Because yeah. everything is or built language. in. Yeah. Same with a language, same with anything you learn as a child. Yeah. So if you so don't true. learn how to parent as a child, oh, the effort it. and energy it takes to learn to parent has got to be, it's just like a sport. It's exhausting. And then yeah. there are days where you get triggered by stuff that's happening in your family. Oh, yeah. And now, now I'm like, oh God, then that's a double program running in the background of my brain. Yeah. It's exhausting. It, it is really exhausting. Is. But, but yes. what's the alternative? It's either don't have a family so you don't burden yourself with trying or you repeat the patterns that you were taught. And that sucks too. Now I'm going to damage my kids and, and let them be miserable. No, it's not going to work. So what are my... I well, you're going to damage them anyway. You know they're going to come out of this life that we've oh. worked so hard to... And they're going to be like, my mom... Such a bitch. was yeah. terrible. The she worst. made me empty the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. Well, two comedians as parents. I mean, at oh, least yeah. you've got you being normal with Bert. You know, yeah. Bert's the comedian yeah. and then you're a civilian. Sort of, yeah. Podcaster, mostly, sort of. Yeah. Mostly, creative. <laughs> mostly, I'm mostly civilian. But you're not a, you're not a stand-up comedian. I am not. Which is, is the not craziest. That yeah, yes, yeah. It is. So you've got my parent. I mean, my kids have two stand-up comedian parents. There's yeah. no way they're going to come out unscathed. But it's not going to be at the level that I had it. That's right. That's so right. There you go. I'm just trying to do better than my folks. That's all I'm trying. That's all just, you do. Just I want them just to take my calls. That's all I want. When they're 40 <laughs> and the phone rings, and it's not. I don't want the. Oh shit! It's my mom. Yeah. Oh hey, it's my mom. Hey mom. You know. Yeah. I feel yeah. that way too, and I feel like I'm already getting. Oh shit! It's my mom, yeah. and I'm thinking in my head, motherfucker. I have done everything right. <laughs> I have done it all right. You yes, answer you my did. phone call. Girl, I wish you were my mom. I don't I would deserve love it. I would love to be I'm raised I'm an awesome you. mom. You're amazing. I'm a little too, my, my therapist said I tend to be a fire hose mom. What's that mean? Which is someone who goes, I'm so proud of you. You know that you have worked so hard to be on this softball team. And I know it's your first game of the season. You've never started before and you're nervous, but you should be so proud of yourself. Fuck I am so in. proud of you. And then Georgia has a complete anxiety attack because I've just fire hosed her with positivity. Oh, that, that produces anxiety in her. Well, yes. what, what's the normal? What should you? She said I should go, I'm really proud of you. I hope you have a great game. And then fire hose her when the game's over. Oh. When the game's over, go. You did it. You did it. I yeah. knew you'd do it because of blah, 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 blah. But I tend to be. Yeah. One of those. Oh, so you're putting. Oh, oh, I see. So you're putting. You're actually putting the thoughts in her head of like it's your first time. Yes, you've never yes, done this. Yes, you should be anxious, yes. but you're not. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, yes. She was like, maybe you should turn the fire hose down to a dribble, and then find the right time to fire hose her with all this. I do it with negativity too. Yeah. What do you mean you didn't do your homework? Well, I set this up here and this and this and this and this and this and this, and then I just fire hose them. Yeah. Because I'm too intense. Yeah, but that's, you know, hey, man, better, better too intense than no intense. Yeah. There are parents who don't even know their kids aren't doing homework. That's true. And hey, man, I would have taken an involved parent over the, the indifference that I felt, right. you know? Yeah. Ugh. Nothing's worse than parental indifference. Yeah, because like, you don't mean anything. Yeah, that's even worse yeah. where they're just like, oh, what, you're here again? Right. <laughs> you're in my way. Yeah. You move aside. Yeah. Yeah, my dad used to tell me, um, he'd be like, go play on the freeway, get out of here. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God. One time he locked me out of the house so he could bang his girlfriend. Oh, I got that too. <laughs> I got that too. I also got, why are you reading? That's a, a, an immense waste of time. What? I mean, I don't know who reads for fun. 
What a waste of time. Wow, your mom obviously. I love to read. I was a writer. Uh, yeah. I yeah. was winning awards for writing yeah. like state awards in seventh grade. Hilarious. But she couldn't help. She was envious. That's why. She was envious. Uh, why you waste your time? Wow. A waste of time. There's this Bill Hicks <laughs> joke about that because he's from the South. He grew up in Texas. Yeah. And he goes, I was at the, I was at a waffle house. Waffle house. Waffle yeah. House, yeah. Waitress. I was reading a book at the table. Waitress comes up to me and goes, hey, what you reading for? <laughs> not, not what are you reading what you read in for and he goes i read for a lot of reasons maybe because i don't want to become a fucking waffle waitress right. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh man i love the hooks but um yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well i think you're it's doing a, a great job as a mom i'm trying i'm really trying I you are i think the key is to try just fucking try the show up try. man just and where my mom's up. at is helping. I can, you know, the thing about parenting is it's not perfect. It doesn't work. What I'm doing doesn't work in somebody else's household. No. Uh, at, but if we can learn from each other, one little bitty thing here and there and apply it successfully, that's great. Yeah. That's amazing. So, you know, this podcast forum in general has been so good, I think, about that in in so many different areas and financial and and. Uh, marriage and so many different places you can find information that maybe wasn't as accessible or you didn't oh. know how to look for or even just to Drew. yeah or just to hear people say like i i've had this experience like for me just to hear my own experience mirrored back is yeah. huge like to hear it to have other moms on who are like hey man i struggle with this like i remember one time i went to your guys's house back when we lived on off, on sixth street and um i think georgia or isla somebody was three and you said to me, and I had no, I mean, I was like such a dude. I was like in my 30s. I was like some feature act, like what? And you're like, uh, I have to tell you, Christina, I am struggling. <laughs> you said, I am struggling to parent this girl right now. It was Isla. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I sure. am struggling. And I remember the phrasing in that was so, and I'd never heard somebody phrase it like like to say like i'm struggling with parenting somebody right now i go i, I thought to myself wow the level of thoughtfulness mm. in that statement that a mother would even think of how they parent because mm -hmm. i just thought it was innate i thought you just had the kid and you know what to do and you don't and i was so taken with that like wow that's so rad that she actually is cognizant of like of the struggle yeah. I really struggled to parent Isla. A lot of what was going on for her was the sensory processing stuff, oh, which wow. I didn't know and I had never heard of. I had no idea what her, her uh, emotional response to sensory stuff was about. And I didn't even connect it to being sensory. So she was such a struggle to parent. And a lot of times I feel bad because I didn't know what was happening for her. So trying to parent within what you know sometimes doesn't work which is right. very frustrating um you know to, to go well we're just putting on shoes you know i'm not <laughs> yeah why can't you do i'm that? not binding your feet right i'm just putting on a galasha i right. mean this is not even a tight shoe i don't understand you're defiant you're being a right brat. you're having a tantrum this is bullshit now i'm gonna punish you you know and the, uh, there's just so much I was struggling with her a lot until we figured out what was going on with her, not to mention the dyslexia. I wasn't struggling with her reading. I didn't really care that she read on time. I just cared that she was so very far away from her peers. That to me was an indicator that something wasn't working. But 
she was a big struggle. She's less of a struggle now. And that's something I think parents should know. They're worth the struggle early. Because mm. if you decide, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to parent this right when they're really young, I think parenting it when it comes back in their teens is easier. I've heard this. My I therapist told true. me that. That how you handle the terrible twos and the threes is going to set up how it goes when they're adolescents. I think so. Yeah. And part of that is about healthy boundaries, you know, and having good discipline. I say, I know I see a lot of parents with toddlers letting their kids do things that you go, you're oh definitely paying for that later. Yeah. Like that is, he just won a battle. That's not really about the toy. That's about him winning something. Yeah. And you can't let that happen because now when he's a teenager, that same dynamic is going to come back and it, he's going to be in danger in a different way. Yes. Um, but so my, I kind of tried to, I knew that when they were toddlers. I knew that if I got things, it's just like, this sounds bad. It's like training a dog. Yeah. You know, the younger you get the dog trained, yep. it stays that way the whole life. You know, yes. if you train the dog to sit when they're eight weeks old, then they'll sit forever. Then trying to train a two-year-old dog to sit takes forever. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. So it's the same theory with that young brain that's developing to figure out. I tried to figure out what their not weaknesses, but like what, what, how could I help them cope? Mm. Like, where's the area where you're going to need a little extra help in coping? Like George has always had anxiety stuff. So how do I help you cope with anxiety? And Isla has the sensory stuff. So how do I help you figure out? Because when you're an adult and your boss says you have to wear this uniform for, to be able to work this job, how do you figure that out? So how do I start that as a toddler? Because mm. our job as parents is to grow adults right? It's yeah, not to, you, just about. You're growing them to be self-sufficient yes. and, and to survive. Yes. You're and to building be them up, man. mentally healthy, you hope. Yeah. So then how do you start that as a toddler? That's how I, I tried to focus everything. You can't get away with murder as a toddler. Fuck Because no. then you think you're going to get away with murder when you're an adult. Fuck no. Can I tell you what the best thing someone said to me was? Do not let your toddler act I was a saying, don't let them act the way you wouldn't want to see a stranger on the street acting. Interesting. Right? Like meaning like if I just saw somebody stand on top of the chair and scream, would I think that's cool? Right. The answer is no, dude. Right. So if you're doing that in my house, what are you fucking nuts? Like that's not yeah. going to go down, bro. Yeah. How they speak to you, how they, yeah, all that stuff. Would you want to see just somebody in the world doing that? No. No. It would not be acceptable in any society. Yeah, so you beat the shit out of them. <laughs> totally. Bam, bam, bam. Or you, and a lot of times I tried to, as a child, go, this is something that never happened in my house growing sure, up. Sure, sure. What's going on for her? Yeah, I do that too. What's really going on? Yes. Is it hunger? Is it tired? Yeah. Is it anxiety? Is it, we haven't been paying enough attention to you right now? Is it an attention thing? Is it, yeah. yeah. Are you just being a brat? You're just being a dick. You just feel like you're acting out. Yeah. Are you growing? What is Are it? You, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. to parent that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the behavior, but really that. I think you're really tired. Let's go lay down. Yeah. Take no, a I don't want to lay down. Blah. Well, we're going to do it anyway. I'm going to lay down with you. I'm tired too. So yeah. you help me lay down. Let's lay down. And then I go to sleep and it all changes. Yeah. And then you have a conversation, not when they're that young, but as a teenager, when that stuff happens, I have a conversation with them later and say, I think this is what was going on. So you should know this about yourself. You should know that when you get tired, you're a dick. Yeah. So 
go lay down for 30 minutes yeah. and then come back before you do anything because well, that's teaching them to even monitor your own self-care needs like oh i'm tired i shouldn't ignore tired i should try to respect my body and sit down and rest yeah yeah even if i do with ellis because he's such a he's so energetic he won't lay down he won't go in his room all right let's just chill on the couch let's have a snack and yeah. watch a cartoon for yeah. a minute you know, I'm not opposed to cartoon. I don't think you should be regulating that. So that makes me crazy too. Like no screen time. Oh, really? So they can grow up and be one of these weirdos that doesn't know what friends is. Like right? that's an important part of life too, is knowing what's what water cooler chat stuff is, you know. Anyway, totally. That's my thing. Anyways, I gotta go. I have to pee. Um, I'm so glad you've joined. Mm-hmm. I really love it when you're here. Please I love come coming. Back I'll come anytime. Please come I love back. seeing you. I love Seems seeing to be you this is the only time we can get I know. <laughs> We get work. to see each other. What an asshole. Well, uh, you have to come over too. I want you to come yeah, over, bring the that. kids, and um, say hi to Bert. I will. I hope he's showering indoors. No. No. Uh, he goes from the sauna to the polar plunge to the pool and calls it a day. <laughs> so at least he's got two layers of water defense. Okay. <laughs> two layers of water. And then you get to deal with that lovely penis. How, Have, how are your quarterly BJs going? Have we... Um, oh, pfft. Nah. No, nah, you're not into it right nah, now. No, I haven't worry. No, we've uh, been no. Yeah. You've been working, I, I work consider mode. that sexual harassment because yeah. I'm working with him so much. Oh my so god. I can't that's really so do that. true. Right? I'm being harassed by the boss. Good for you. <laughs> you keep those for special. Exactly. Special times. Exactly. All right, guys. Stay, until next time, stay cool, moms. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at.